Isaiah chapter 60, verses 1 to 3. Shall we hear the word of God? Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord rises upon you. See, darkness covers the earth, and thick darkness is over the peoples. But the Lord rises upon you, and his glory appears over you. Nations will come to your light, and kings to the brightness of your dawn. Amen. Reverend Dr. Ajay Mensah will bring us the sermon this morning. A very good morning to all of you. And press on. And this victory. Amen. Let's bow our heads in prayer. Father, we come to you this morning and we re-emphasize what a wonderful and beautiful name you have. It's the day that, Lord, you've made. And this morning you've given us our lives and we do not find ourselves anywhere but in your presence. We pray that, Lord, you will Speak to us as we have turned our thought and attention into your word. Give us clarity, understanding of your word that you have for us this morning. I pray that your grace will abound for all of us from the pulpit to the pew that will hear you loud and clear. We have gathered it here this morning to hear you. Therefore, Lord, speak to us. Put me aside, Lord. And grant me special grace to preach and teach this morning that your people will live here equipped and empowered for your purposes. I ask all this, even in Jesus' name. Amen. We're speaking this morning on the theme, Arise out of darkness and shine. Arise out of darkness and shine. And the passage we are meditating on is Isaiah 60, verse 1 to 3, that speaks about Isaiah making a prophecy about the fact that a light or glory is going to appear. And that glory, when it appears, everybody, as soon as you see that glory, you must arise and let that glory reflect on you so that you will see uh, God's power and glory. And this is in anticipation of the Messiah who was to be born, the savior of the world, who became the light of the world. And if you look at the history of Israel, God called Abraham from idol worshiping and said, go to where I'm sending you and that I'm going to make a great nation out of you. And out of you, I'll bless all flesh. So this was a prophecy Isaiah made about this glory that will appear. Jesus Christ, the Savior of the world, that will appear. And he said there are nations in thick darkness. Nations are grouping in darkness. And when this glory appears, there will be breakthroughs, there will be deliverance, there will be scattering of bandage, 
and uh, shackles that these nations are on. And what that speaks to is that the fact that Jesus Christ, when he comes and shares his blood and give the commission, then we will take this glory, which is the gospel, to all over the world. So that nations that are under the cover of darkness will now see the light. So when the English word says arise, it simply means get up, stand up, be intentional about being in the light. What is the light? The light is the glory that is about to be shown. And when that glory appears, everybody in that darkness, all the works of darkness, fruitful deeds of darkness will disappear. The glory will despair and bring deliverance and bring the breaking of bandages and shackles of sin. And that speaks to what Jesus Christ means to the world. Jesus Christ is the savior of the world. And therefore, wherever we present Jesus Christ, breakthroughs, deliverance, salvation, forgiveness of sin will take place. Everywhere that the glory reflects, there is power, authority, and majesty where the glory of God is. Now, when we talk of nations that are under the thick of darkness, we also hear about fast-forwarding to the book of Revelation where John, the apostle, received from the angel that he saw nations, people of all languages and tribes that are gathered. And then he asked the angel, who are these people? And he said, these are those who have washed their robe in the blood of the lamp. So if Jesus is coming, the glory is going to be appear and that there are nations under the thick of darkness. And when the glory appeared and Jesus came to the scene and shed his blood and gave us the mandate to go and spread the gospel and make nations, disciples of nations, disciple nations, then the end result is what has been revealed in the book of Revelation where John saw now the, the end product is that the gospel has gone, people have received the gospel, and they have come from tribes, nations, languages, and they have appeared before the throne of God. Hallelujah. So this morning, our team for the year says shine. And shine means that take, take responsibility of your personal spiritual life. The S means spirituality. And then the aid means your holiness. God is holy. We must approach him with that holiness. And you must be a person of integrity. And maybe be a good citizen, nationalism. And then evangelize. I want to emphasize on evangelize. Because if the glory is appearing and light is shining upon nations and that take darkness, then what that means is that Christians must be torchbearers. We must take the gospel and throw it, take the glory of God and throw it in darkness so that people will begin to see, so that the presence and the power of God will break chains and yokes upon nations. Hallelujah. If we obey and do what God is asking us to do, then the end result has already been revealed. Nations, languages, tribes will come to know Jesus and that they will live their life for him. What we mean to rise up out of darkness and shine is that get up and pray. Get up and study the word of God. 
get up, get into rare fellowship with the light, and God's sunrise glory will cover your life. Hallelujah. We are the people of light. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. I came into the world and darkness couldn't comprehend. Darkness couldn't cover me. Wherever I go, darkness disappears. In our individual lives. Every area of darkness in our individual lives, when the glory of God is shining on us, when the power of God comes into our life, all those darkness must disappear. Amen. So what is the fruitless deeds of darkness? Satanic activities, what are they? Ephesians chapter 5, verse 11 tells us that we should not have anything to do with the fruitless deeds of darkness. We should not have anything to do with that. Darkness has its deeds. Anything under cover of darkness has got its deeds. And what are the deeds? They are not good deeds. They are acts that has nothing to do with God. 1 John chapter 1 verse 5 says that God is light and in him there is no darkness at all. So deeds of darkness and activities that, doesn't, that God does not sanction, God is not part of it. God receives no glory from the deeds of darkness. Anything that Satan is doing under the tick of darkness, be it in the nations, be it in individual lives, does not glorify God. God does not sanction it. Nothing fits this description than sin. When Satan has gripped nations and individuals under the cover of the sin of darkness, God is not glorified. For this reason, the Son of Man was revealed so that he would destroy the work of Satan. Hallelujah. The work of Satan are under the cover of darkness, sin, and things that does not glorify God. Things that God doesn't sanction. And when the glory appears, nations under the cover of darkness will see the light. We all have come from nations. We have come from tribes. We have come from languages. And now that we have the light, we must be obedient Christians and take the torch and spread the kingdom or the glory of God among all nations and darkness. In Romans chapter 13 verse 12, we read, or the verse advises us to put aside the deeds of darkness and put on the armor of light. When you put the armor of light, it means that everything shines and everything brings glory to the Lord. What do we mean when we say put on the armor of light? In other words, don't waste your time and life with sin. Don't waste your time and your life with sin. Spend time in fellowship with Christ. And your life will be filled with the light that Christ brings. No one has got time. But you must make time and experience the presence of God. Go to the presence of your heavenly father. And let his glory reflect on your life. When the glory reflects on you, it also reflects on others. It beams and then it reflects on others. When God's glory is on your life, you are a different person. When Moses went to the mountain to receive the tablets, and when he came down, the people couldn't look at his face. Why? He spent quality time in the presence of God. When you and I spend quality time in the presence of God, in prayer, in, in fellowship with God, in the reading of his word, 
in a resolution to say, Lord, I want to honor you in my life. Everything that I do, no matter what, no matter what I'm going through, I want to honor you. You will be a person of power. When you speak, things will happen. It doesn't call for screaming and shouting. When you are a person of power, when you speak, things will happen. Demons will tremble at your presence and people will run away from you who are under the deek, the deeds of darkness. When we come out of darkness, we come out of sin, we stay in the light, we stay in fellowship with God, we live for God's glory and be filled with the light of his glory, things will begin to happen. The more we fellowship with God, the more we are empowered to overcome the darkness of sin and Satan's power, the more God's light dispels every darkness. Hallelujah. In my scripture in your days, I learned a song which says, Jesus triumphant reign, conqueror we sing your praise. Jesus triumphant reign, Savior we praise your name. Jesus triumphant reign, Savior we give you the glory. Sin is overcome, Satan is overpowered. Jesus triumphant reign, Savior we praise your name. Hallelujah. Jesus has triumphed over darkness. He has triumphed over sin. He has triumphed over Satan and his activities. The deeds of darkness. Jesus has triumphed over them. And therefore when his glory is in us. When his glory reflects on us. We must be special people. People of power. People of integrity. People of spirituality. People of obedience. That will obey God. And will bring glory to his name. When the light of God shines upon us, it dispels all darkness. Hallelujah. The glory of God will appear. What is the glory of God? Question I'm asking for us to deliberate on. The glory of God, we cannot describe it. Our God is omnipotent, omnipresent, and omniscient. We cannot describe the glory of God. We see some... Um, Things that happen when the glory of God appear. When the glory of God appear, we see a smoke that will fill the place. When the glory of God appears, we see power. But the glory we can't describe. The glory of God can be attributed to the awesome presence and the power of God's name. Our God is Jehovah Rapha. Our God is Jehovah Nisi. Our God is Jehovah Elohim. Our God is Jehovah Jireh. He's our Adonai. The lion of the tribe of Judah, the great I am, the mighty God. He's a Lord. Words cannot describe the glory of God. Hallelujah. It's our relationship with him that will reflect his power and his glory. And the glory of God, he share with no one. No one can share in God's glory. Whatever you're able to do, whatever you're able to accomplish, God is doing it through you. And therefore you don't stand there and take the glory for yourself. But on the flip side, when you serve God, his glory reflects on you. Hallelujah. When you walk with God, people don't see God, they see you. But then there's a thin line where you are going to take God's glory for yourself or you are going to say, I walk with the master. He does all the things I'm able to do through me. He can pack me aside and still do what he wants to do. Hallelujah. Therefore, I have no power to take his glory for myself. We elected our president and his wife 
is referred to as Her Excellency. We didn't vote for her. But the fact that he's married to the president, the president's glory reflects on her. But he cannot go and take the mandate of the president and start running the nation. So you don't take God's glory. Hallelujah. But when you walk with him, his glory reflects on you. Remind me of a story my, when I was a student. I wrote an article and um, a church somewhere read an article and they called the school administration, this was in U.S., that we want the person who wrote this article to come and throw more light on it. We're organizing a seminar, so you should come and take us through a seminar. They sent me a ticket, and then I flew. They don't know me anyway. I flew to the city, and then when I arrived, they have my name on a paper, so I walked towards the name, and then they have arranged a limousine. So as soon as, as soon as I saw that, I said, I'm not, I, I'm not comfortable with this treatment. And then I'll never forget what the man said. He said, if you serve God, his glory reflects on you. Hallelujah. You don't take God's glory, but his glory will always reflect on you because you represent him. If an ambassador goes to a foreign nation, she's referred to as his or her excellency. He represents the president of a nation. So you don't take God's glory. The glory of God reflects on In Psalm 19 verse 1 says, The heavens declares the glory of the Lord. How much more? We his handmaid. We need to constantly declare his power and allow his glory to reflect in our daily lives. You spend time with God. You spend quality time with God. Close block or everything and spend time worshiping God. Spend time praying. Spend time meditating on his word. And his light will fill you. And when you go, wherever you go, you'll be a person of power. So constantly declare the power and the glory of God when you want to be a person of power. We know about the glory of God uh, when Solomon was dedicating the temple and the priests couldn't stand on their feet. Smoke filled the temple. And the power and the presence of God was there. They couldn't even do their work. Because the glory of God filled the temple. We can have that experience today. Hallelujah. When we invite his presence and spend quality time in his presence. We can have angelic visitation where God will reveal himself to us and speak to us. The glory of God represents his immense power. And this means that when the glory of God fills our lives, every other power will give way. Amen. Every situation in your life will give way. You need to go before the Lord and honor him and worship him and be in his presence. When the glory of God appears in a place, miracles happen. Testimonies follow. Chains are broken. Bandages are broken. Deliverance happens. There will be a lifting up. People will be lifted up because the glory of God comes and set people free. Hallelujah. When God commissioned Moses to go and bring his people to their promised land, bring them from captivity so that they will go and worship him, his glory led them there. Hallelujah. His glory was with Moses 
and his glory destroy all the powers, the magical powers, the occultic powers of Pharaoh. Because when his glory appears, everything mellows. Hallelujah. His power and his presence and his majesty, God has given that to us. He said it will appear and nations and kingdoms under the thick of darkness will begin to see light. And there will be deliverance. There will be um, breaking of yokes when the glory of God appears in our life. We can see this in the life of Paul and Silas when they were in prison, when they praised and worshipped God in prison. The glory of God appeared and physically and spiritually set them free. Well, you and I, what we need to do is to dedicate and rededicate our lives to God and we can experience the awesome power of his glory. Wherever we appear, his presence will be with us. Quality time with the Lord. Taking good care of your own spiritual life. Where am I standing? Where do I stand with God? Do I honor God in my life? Do I obey him in my life? Do I ask him to constantly give me the grace so that I can live my Christian life? We can see this in our life and we can see his glory. Now, this is not about being born again for a long time. I've been a Christian for 40 years. No, it is day by day fresh anointing, day by day empowerment of the Holy Spirit. Each day you need a fresh blessings and mercies of the Holy Spirit. It's not that I've been a Christian for so many years, so these things are for the younger ones. No. Each day, you need a fresh experience with God. Hallelujah. Amen. When the glory of God appears, some awesome things, some awesome things will happen. God is awesome. The light of God drives away the darkness of sin and removes every doubt and drives away hopelessness and death. If demonic powers, satanic powers in the realms of the spirit are working against you, when the glory of God appears, they will all be scattered. Amen. They can't stand the glory of God. They can't stand the presence of God. So arise, get up, spend time in prayer, spend time in the word of God, spend time, quality time in honoring God in your life and you'll be a person of power. Satan and his demons will tremble before you. The light of God will make us see things differently. We see forgiveness, no blame, no condemnation. When His light shines upon us, we are different people. We see the world through the light of God that He has given us. The light of God, the glory that has reflected on us. The light of God gives us gifts of Christian connection where we fellowship with one another and grow together. You see, we come to God as individuals, but we grow in communities. We grow in faith communities. Faith communities is your small group. Faith community is your auxiliary group. Faith community is your seafold group. You go, you pray, you share, you fellowship, and that's how you and I grow. Hallelujah. No child of God can grow in isolation. Therefore, I challenge you this morning, take your seafold serious. If you are not in your seafold, get into it. You pray with fellow believers, you share the word with fellow believers, and you grow together. Amen. You even discover your spiritual gift in a very small group. 
Maybe you say, I can't preach like he's preaching this morning. But when you are in a sheepfold group, you may be able to do something and demonstrate some ability that will bring you up and then you will shine. Hallelujah. So we need to grow in the small group that we have. Take advantage of it in Calvary Baptist Church and grow through them. We need to change our attitude and let the light of God shine upon us. When James, John, and Peter went with Jesus to the Mount of Transfiguration, the glory of God appeared. They were so excited that, Lord, let us stay here. We don't need to go down. Amen. That's a mountaintop experience. But we don't need to stay on the mountaintop. We need to come down and spread the glory. Hallelujah. Spread the light that we have received. The experiences that we have had. We need to do what? Come down and spread it. Let's say you tell yourself, I'm a mature Christian. She fold out for the small, small boys and girls. That's a mountaintop experience for you. Come down and share your experiences with somebody who, who cannot rate your experience. Amen. We grow in communities. We grow in faith communities. When you are going through temptation and you are alone, it's easy for Satan to really grab you and then you fall. But if you are with a group, small group, that you can share and pray about what you are going through, it will give you the strength that you need. The glory of God is for us to share, not to stay on a mountaintop experience. We need to come down and make sure we spread it because that is the purpose of your salvation. That's the purpose of the light that you have. That's the purpose of the torch. We are torch bearers. We need to take that torch and go through the darkness, valleys, and mountaintop and tell people that the Savior has come, the Messiah has come, the Deliverer has come. Jesus, the light of the world, has come. His glory has come. And not for us to keep, for us to share and let the whole world know that the Savior has come. Now, what should be our response? You've heard about the glory of God. you heard about the power of God and darkness that are there. What should be our response? The first one I want to share is that our lives are God's work in progress. We are under construction. We should always pray and ask God to mold us in the shape that he wants us to be. That should be your constant prayer. There's no one perfect. We live in a corruptible body, so we are susceptible to sin. We are susceptible to even disobey and be at the wrong place where God is not glorified. And therefore, you must be a person who is focused. And say, Lord, I want to focus on you. Mold me, melt me, shape me to be the kind of person you want me to be. And that is not done alone. It's done in a contest. You do it in the context of small groups, in fellowship, in worship service, in prayer meeting. You do it in the context of alone with God, where you, 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 you open your heart, you open your soul, and say, Lord, reflect on me, search me, and fill me to abide in you. Fill me to overcome. Fill me to do your bidding. Give me the grace to honor you in my life. That is done intentionally. No one can do for you. No declaration can make it happen in your life. Don't fool yourself. I declare that I'm holy. I declare that I'm righteous. I declare that I'm overcomer. You cannot be overcomer if you don't spend quality time in God's word and make sure you tell yourself that I am going to obey God's word. Jesus himself obeyed his father even to the point of death. He didn't declare power. 
Hallelujah. It doesn't happen. It's no magic. Your response should be, Lord, I am under construction. I am work in progress. I pray that you mold me, you shape me, and make me be what you want me to be. When you are a person of glory, when the glory of God fills your life, this is a process that you do. We are not perfect. and might not be where God wants us to be. We should keep pressing on by the mercies and the grace of God until we get to the level where God wants us to be. We should hunger and test after God. Glory of God appears. People are in, under the tick of darkness. You may be under the tick of darkness. You need to say, Lord, I test for you. I yearn for you. As the deer pant for water, I also yearn for you. Is it your prayer today? When God wants us to be, we should hunger and test for him. I ask you some few questions. Are there situations in your life that needs to be touched by God this morning? When God's glory appears, darkness should disappear. When God's presence appears, people couldn't even look at his face. No one can look to, in the face of God and leave. In the throne room, the angels, they cover their faces. They don't see God. No one can stand in the glory of God. But out of a special mercy and grace, he has let his glory reflect on us. And when that glory comes upon us, when his light is thrown upon us, when we are in the embodiment of his light, when we are the torchbearers of the light of the world, we need to be at the situation say, the Lord, is there any situation in my life that need you to touch me and bless me and work on it so that I can stand where you want me to be? Are there mountains that need to be moved? If there are mountains, obstacles, problems, situations that are beyond your control and imagination, you need to surrender them to God. When his glory appears, mountain will be leveled. When his glory appears, situations will change. When his glory appears, sicknesses will be healed. When his glory appears, satanic bondages, you'll get freedom. When his glory reflects on you. When his light fills your life, you'll be a person of power. Hallelujah. Are there some serious clinical diagnosis that the doctors are even at a loss? God's power can bring breakthrough and healing. Hallelujah. Doctors will treat your symptoms. But God is your healer. When his glory appears, every uncomfortable thing, everything that doesn't bring glory to his name, and by the way, sickness does not bring glory to God's name, it will disappear. You need to just link your faith to God and say, God, I hand over my life to you. Jesus taught us about anxiety. Do not think of what you eat, what you clothe yourself with, or where you sleep. For your heavenly Father knows that you need all those things. Therefore seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Your focus should be, God, how do I honor you in my life? How do I bring glory to your name? How do I shine? How do I, how do I allow your glory that is reflecting on me to also beam to others? That should be your concern. In this life, you don't need to worry about yesterday because yesterday is gone. There is nothing you can do about it. You can't change what you did yesterday. 
There's only one person who can change your past. And that's Jesus Christ. He can forgive your sins. What you did yesterday that you are not so proud of, Jesus can change that one for you. And therefore, just hand over your life to him. Another day that you don't need to worry about is tomorrow. Tomorrow, you don't control tomorrow. You don't control your future. It is in the hands of God. And because you live, he lives, you can face tomorrow. It's a question of faith. Walk with faith. Walk with God with faith. I can't control what is going to happen to me tomorrow. And I cannot do anything about what has happened in the past. All what I have is today. And therefore, I'm going to make the best of today. Hallelujah. I'm going to seek the face of my heavenly father. I'm going to forget about what has happened, what I've done. And I'm going to say, Lord, here I am. Fill me to overflow. Fill me to abide in you. Are there marital issues? Are there backsliding issues? Are there wayward children? Is there barrenness that you are struggling with? Are there work issues, depression, oppression, failures in life? Allow the glory of God to reflect on you. Spend quality time before the Lord. Seek his face. Join other believers. Pray together and believe that God will come through for you. Because when his glory led Moses, all the powers of Pharaoh couldn't stand God's glory. He's above all of them. He's able to do more than you can think or even desire. He knows what you need. Don't worry about those things. Worry about how you can please him and honor him in your life. That is what it is. Because God knows your needs and he will bring it to pass in your life. Hallelujah. Whatever the situation may be, I want to encourage you to dedicate your life to God and allow the glory of God to take control of your life. His glory will appear and those under the thick of darkness will see light. Which will arise out of that darkness. It's like you bought your ticket and you're on an airplane and they are serving food and when they reach you say no, no. Because you thought they would charge you for that. You don't know that you have paid for it through your ticket. Know who you are as a child of God. Arise from that situation and begin to see God. Say, Lord, I want you to reflect on my life. In all humility, I don't share in your glory. But as your glory reflects on my life, may I also beam it to others who are groping in darkness. And that is evangelism. That is a lifestyle evangelism. Wherever you find yourself, you should be somebody who shares your faith. You witness about Jesus Christ. Don't be ashamed of him. Share the gospel. It is the light, it is God's glory, it is his presence. And when you allow him to use you, you'll be a person of power and authority. Whatever the situation may be, I want you to hand over to God and let his glory take control of your life. Conclusion, I believe God wants to share in your difficult situation and he wants to shine in, for his glory he wants to shine his glory in your life. So if you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, please surrender him today. Confess your sins to him and believe in the power of his resurrection and God will be glorified for your benefit and for his own glory. Hallelujah. Amen. And not share what I've shared today is arise and shine for God's glory has come. You don't need to be under darkness under the bondage of sin, under 
a life that doesn't glorify God. You need to be a person of obedience that take God's glory and reflect it to others and make sure that you don't let the enemy deceive you. Because where God's glory is, no one can stand. No one can stand in the presence of God when his glory appears. May he bless us and strengthen us and give us understanding so that we don't become uh, Christians who are shallow. Okay? We don't make Christianity as a mantra. When I say this thing seven times, when I mention this name seven times, power will come. It doesn't work that way. Hallelujah. We say we do that to enthuse ourselves. It is a serious business. Spend quality time with God and grow in the things of God. When you do that, the sky is the limit what God will be able to do for you. May the Lord bless his words in our heart this morning in Jesus' name. Amen.